powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program where we require no masks to be part of or listen to our show. Today on the program, my special guest is Tammy Collins. She helps business leaders and entrepreneurs, and I'm going to let her explain how she goes about doing that. By the way, too, she just bought a mountain in Tennessee, so it's not every day you get to listen to someone who's bought a mountain, so you don't want to miss this. It's coming up in just minutes. Also today, I'm going to focus on Confronting the Brutal Facts, a Jim Collins tool from his best-selling book, Good to Great. So I'll discuss that topic a bit and give you three practical things that you as a leader can do to confront the brutal facts. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by for Tammy Collins, who's waiting just outside Nashville, Tennessee, and we'll talk to her next on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, and my special guest today is Tammy Collins. She's an intuitive, creative visionary who struggled for years to find her purpose. Despite many successes, she's always feeling like something was missing, and that was a feeling that there was more to her life, and it was nagging her endlessly. And so she found a path to move out of the fear of suffering from imposter syndrome, scarcity mindset, and perfectionism issues into thriving and living her passion, which includes her most recent accomplishment of owning a mountain. Yes, I said a mountain. 
Tammy is a multi-award-winning interior designer, artist, and marketing director, earning awards in interior design, graphic design, website design, advertising campaigns, million-dollar sales, and social media. Her unconventional path to success turned out to be the secret formula needed to unlock her superpower and, ironically, the genius in her clients, too. Her specialty is turning your passion into money through a honeycomb infrastructure that allows your marketing hive to thrive. As a serial entrepreneur with successes and failures, she knows firsthand the struggles of trying to live your passion and make a dream tangible. Years of struggle and torment plagued her until realizing she had the power all along. It took her unique process to handle large-scale projects and making sense of the chaos of juggling all that life throws at us for her to understand the path to success. And once she stopped looking outward, the answers surfaced in an unexpected way. Now she uses her education, talents, and real boots-on-the-ground experience in a process to systematically help clients achieve their dreams. This system works for personal life fulfillment, entrepreneurial ambitions, and business brands to solidify their authority. The goal is to thrive, not just survive. Turning ideas into profitable reality becomes the standard with her live your passion system. She builds brands that attract clients. So inbound traffic becomes the norm with her love your brand system. And for businesses that want more access, she offers life legacy infrastructure for entrepreneurs, a complete six step system to a profitable, sustainable business. Now she's helping clients launch their best-selling books, zero to 10,000 months in less than a year, eight times their revenue in less than a year, and build confidence, clarity, and powerhouse brands that monetize. Joining us now from a secret location just outside Nashville, Tennessee, the person behind all this wonderful stuff, Tammy Collins. Tammy, so glad you could join us today. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. You make me sound like this amazing superhero. I love it. Hey, I'm not making you. You are genius, man. <laughs> this is awesome. That makes me want to sign up myself. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Part of the whole process was me learning to understand and accept all of that. Part of my problem was that I had so many fears and struggles that I was a little too humble. And I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And so that was a big part of the problem. That was an interesting process to work through all of that. Well, it takes us a while, but once you get to that point where you're like, you know what, the best person I can bet on is me, then you really go to another place, right? And yes. that's where success really starts. So that's right. I'm so glad to have you today and I can't wait. So I'm going to jump right to the head. I'm sorry if you wanted to keep this to the end, but I got to ask you about buying a mountain. Oh, okay. Geez, where do I start? I have become extremely passionate about pushing people to live their dream. They've got to find what their passion is and they've got to live that way. That is the difference between thriving or just surviving, period. Otherwise, we're just floating through life, miserable. It's like, meh. And I was in that zone as a mother, a wife, a creative, and a business person. I constantly found myself like, why am I feeling unfulfilled? And I finally figured it out that I wasn't living my passion. And my life was meant to do something else. And I kept putting that in a closet and putting it away and saying, no, I can't handle that. 
And so I finally decided to embrace that. And basically what that is, as a creative, one of the things I'm also very passionate about is supporting other creatives. Mm -hmm. So the goal with this property is to create an experiential destination. And in that space, we will be promoting plant-based food, sustainability, self-sufficiency, but also highlighting artists and creatives and helping to push that arena and ultimately building a very healthy scholarship base to give scholarships to creatives to be able to go to school or learn more about their craft or their passion. I grew up about an hour and a half from Nashville, and I know you're going to pull people from all over probably the world, but man, you got a whole city of creatives there just a few miles away. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited about it. And actually just today, our Airbnb listing went live. Right on. Oh, so, yeah. We're super excited about that. That's a whole other story and an amazing journey. But we bought the mountain. The mountain found us. It literally found us. If you watch the process of how we got here and found this, the universe put the pieces in place for us to come here. And so we just decided to jump off the cliff, if you will. We'll build the parachute on the way down. We're investing in ourselves and we're living our life the way we want to, rather than being stuck into this corporate nine to five. I was blessed to be able to really grow my business online and the branding and marketing space. And I was able to pull my husband out of his meh job. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. <laughs> it sounds like something that once you get it going and everything, I might even want to bring clients to. Oh, we'd love to have you. Sounds like it's pretty exciting. Everything's going to be on site. We're going to stay on site, right? Yeah, it's going to be a long process. We have envisions of an amphitheater, a cliffside boardwalk, and big gallery style and premiere type events. But it's going to take us a while to get to that space. So sure. we have a three-year plan before we have all of those pieces in place. And the other big piece is we're very passionate about self-sufficiency, sustainability, and reducing the carbon footprint that each person contributes to this earth. That's another big piece of it. So we'll be doing extensive traditional gardening and permaculture and that sort of thing. Well, you have to come back at least once a year and tell us how you're progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a crazy journey. Let's shift gears over into brands. Why brands? Why is that really important to you? I know it's important to people in marketing, but I want your perspective. I love to talk in analogies. When I do my speaking, it's my coined presentation. The analogies really drive it home. It makes an interesting and funny presentation. So I love to do that. So you'll hear me talk all the time in analogies. Sure. I love analogies. Yeah. Think about branding like this. You get two presents handed to you. One of them is in a brown paper bag. The other one is handed to you. It's wrapped in the most decadent wrapping paper with all these bows and ribbons and accruciements and all these beautiful things. Which present are you going to pick? I'm going for the elegant one. Exactly. So even though the brown bag might have the best present inside, it's never even going to get looked at. And that is the power of branding. The problem with most branding is that true deep branding work is actually the answer to every marketing problem that there is. But no one wants to take the time to go through that process. They just want to skip from A and go right to Z with the sales. And then they can't figure out why their marketing never works. Mm -hmm. 
And so you've got to do true, deep branding work. This is how passions are uncovered. This is how you turn what you love into a business. And doing that, if you do it right, it literally builds, you need a brand strategy. What is that? That essentially means how are you going to position what you do in the industry that you're stepping into? You can't just open up the doors and never thought about what is the strategy. How are you going to leverage what's unique about you or what you offer? There's a whole grouping of things that need to be done in that brand strategy piece. Good, deep branding work also does an entire marketing strategy for you. It also does a social media strategy. If those pieces are in place, all the content worries and woes that everyone has about social media go away. The first thing when someone comes to me and says, I can't deal with the social media, I never know what to do, I never know what to say, that's a huge indicator to me that they have no idea what their brand is and they never did the branding work that needed to be put into place. Because you literally have a Bible about your business that will generate an endless flow of content ideas. I've heard you say before that you disrupt marketing. I think that leads us right into this part. What are you talking about when you talk about disrupting marketing? I've earned this sort of tagline about bee stings that I'm like, deliver these bee stings. If you think about it, a bee is essential to life. Without bees, we really can't have food and they're important. So in that sense, what I do is extremely important. But the problem is that my experience, because I've started so many businesses and had boots on the ground experience and been a marketing director and went back and did even more studying and psychology and global branding and digital ad sales on the back end with accounts that run hundreds of thousands of dollars in spending on their advertising. That gives me an extremely broad view of marketing. Most marketers are stuck in a tunnel or have silo vision about a particular part of marketing. So they're missing all of the other pieces. You can't really address marketing from a singular view. It's more of a holistic approach to it. When I was reading your bio, you have all these, are they anagrams or their abbreviations or whatever? You had the life system. You have a couple yeah. of them. So I want to take them one at a time. You have the life system. So what's the life system do? The life system is a legacy infrastructure for entrepreneurs. And that's my entire six-step process that takes you from the beginning of building a brand and a business to the end where you scale. It's a system and a process that takes anywhere from 10 to 12 months, depending on how quickly the client moves and what their goals are and the type of industry and all of those things. It's a well-thought-out process that starts with discovery and goes through to development and implementation. So you're doing your website, you're building all those pieces, you're getting it in social media. In most cases, there's an offer that needs to be put together. And then we move into observing and testing all of that stuff to make sure that we're speaking to the right audience and doing the right things to make a match. And then we move into growth, right? Because now we've built it, we've put it in place, we've tested it, we know it's good, we know it worked, now we can grow, and then you can move into scale. The problem is if you were to look at business building as a A through Z concept, the typical entrepreneur or small business person is literally skipping all through that process. So that's leaving huge gaps in success. Mm. It's like a honeycomb. I talk a lot about how what I do is like a honeycomb infrastructure because the combs of a honeycomb are interdependent on each other. 
And so if you remove one of those combs, the structure around it is weak and falls apart and it can't thrive. So it's critical that you do all of the right pieces. We just live in a society where everyone is racing to the finish. They just want to get to a sale. And they're forgetting that it would be much better to just have the clients lining up for you instead of you having to chase them. And that's my key. I think we've bought into this whole notion that, well, if you want to get wealthy, you need a business. And if you want to get really wealthy, you need to have one on the internet. And I think everybody thinks, well, that's all I got to do is I got to come up with a business idea and I got to put it on the internet and then boom, people are going to flock to me. And that never happens, right? It never happens. People don't just flock to you because you all of a sudden say, Hey, I'm over here. I got a business. Right. And especially when you skipped key branding steps and you're not communicating the right message for the right person and delivering it in a way that aligns with who the audience is. If you do those pieces and you position yourself correctly, you will start to have people come to you. And this misnomer, if you will, it's almost like it sounds like it's too good to be true. But the truth is, is that it really does work. I just had a client yesterday text me because she's, this is what she said to me. Your secret sauce is indescribable. You changed me and my business in ways I couldn't even imagine. That's really what it's all about. And the problem for most people is they're looking for the tangible ROIs. And the truth of the matter is that it's actually the intangibles that make you achieve the tangibles. This particular client, she gave me these numbers. She said, in 2019, I made $40,000. She started working with me in October of 2019. In 2020, she closed out her books at $155,000. In four months, in 2021, she's already at $80,000. Mm-hmm. And the clients come to her. She doesn't do a thing to go get them. That's awesome. And so that's the important point. She focused those intangibles. She's like, you brought me clarity and confidence. I have a well-presented offer. I have a complete and thorough understanding of my brand. It shows in my presentations and when I talk to people. She said, more importantly, it brought me peace about how I will succeed instead of stressing and worrying about it. She said, knowing how to speak about what I do and how I do it is She said, I never anticipated those results. She essentially wears her super suit proudly. I talk a lot about owning your super suit, getting your superpower and owning it. And she said that she's just eternally grateful to me and how I changed her life. Well, I think when it's your business, you're too close to it. I think you're too emotional about it. It's hard to work on your own business. And I think there's a lot of value to having someone like yourself from the outside I know that's the value I bring as a coach and business advisor is I'm looking at it more objectively than the client can look at it. Yeah. So I want to go down this road about you use the term zone of genius. How did you exactly discover that in yourself? Wow. That's a really long story. I believe when you're an entrepreneur, that's just this fire inside of you. That's just there. I was selling things and doing things as a teenager. You begin that process of that. It's like a chase that you're after. So I spent many years, I started probably a dozen different businesses. I had product lines that I did in a home show. 
I started a magazine. I developed a whole other product line. I had a interior design business. I had a storefront. The list goes on and on. And I kept developing them and they were all successful in their own way. But I would find myself unfulfilled and I couldn't figure out why. It was a depressing thing. I started to think what's wrong with me and why did I just do all this? And I ended up working for a builder as an interior designer. I won a stack of awards for all my designs. And he said to me, you're really good at marketing. I want you to be my marketing director. Now you have to understand that this person had been through probably three dozen or more marketers in his career. He had been in business for 30 years. And so I was really intrigued and quite flattered, honestly, to take on that role. But this was the birth of the bee sting. And there was a huge problem because I knew in my soul what was wrong with his marketing. And I knew he wasn't going to listen to me. So therein lies the problem now. So me being the passionate, ethical person that I am, I said to him, are you sure you want me in this role? And he stepped back for a minute and was like, what are you talking about? And I said, because you're not going to like what I have to tell you. Careful what you ask for. You yeah, might get that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, I presented to him that his issues lied in a branding problem, which it was. He was basically a very high-end builder. And he was still operating with sort of this chuck in the truck presentation and mentality. And so what would happen is he would go out to clients who thought that they were going to get a $10,000 bathroom remodel, but really it was a $50,000. So you see, there's a misalignment there. People were actually getting offended and upset. Rather than just presenting your brand, you want the $50,000 bathrooms, correct? Well, this is where your brand needs to be aligned. At first, it didn't go over so well, but then he realized what I was saying. And he actually said to me, I have been through, I can't even tell you how many marketing people and not one of them ever mentioned anything about branding. And that's when I suddenly went, oh my goodness, I see why I have developed all of these businesses. I was practicing bringing ideas and turning them into brands. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, I get it now. Did that sort of translate into helping you develop the live your passion? Yes. So at that point, I said, oh my gosh, now my imposter syndrome kicked in. And I said, well, I don't have any formal education in marketing. So I went back to college to get it. And I realized that I knew way more than most of what they were teaching me anyway. (laughs) And then I said, okay, well, now I want to know everything there is to know about the digital space. And I went and studied under a very talented digital ad salesperson and learned everything I could learn about that. And when I was in school, I took classes that were a little outside of the marketing. I took psychology. I took global branding. I took the things I wanted to know more about to really expand my knowledge. And in that process, so because of what I was doing with the builder, I had some people start appearing and asking me, you know, you're really good at this. Can you look at my stuff? And so the same thing I'd say, are you sure you want to hear what I have to say? It's a challenge. If somebody's insecure or uncomfortable, they can feel very threatened or get very defensive about hearing criticisms or suggestions. So it's a tough line that I walk. Some people, they just don't resonate with me, but other people do. So I just own it now at this point. What's the live your passion process all about? Well, that's an interesting piece that has developed sort of a sub piece that's come about. When I was working as a full-time marketing director, going to college at full-time, 
and putting a business in place and getting two kids into college, I'm handling many plates there. Not to mention that before the marketing role, I was an interior designer. I'd have 10 or 12 projects going on at the same time. That's massive organization. That's massive getting things done. I have a really good skill at that. And so I started to apply this get it done modeling to myself to uncover fears or how do I handle all of this stuff? And so it's the system that I started repeating over and over again to every area of my life. I've given it to a few people now who have reached out to me and said, this has changed my life. These are the pieces that I was missing and being able to execute. And so there's a few key things that I do that are different. Obviously, there's a lot of planners and all those things out there. This isn't really about a planner. This is about figuring out what it is you want, specifically clarifying it, and then building actionable steps to get it done, and then road mapping it out. There's a few key pieces in the way that I go about that. And one of them is about benchmarking. Most of systems don't do that. So mm -hmm. if you don't know where you are, you can't move forward or backward because you don't really know where you are. Yeah. Most people really can't put their finger on what they want. Here's a great example. Vision boards are super popular. I love vision boards. I also figured out there's a huge problem with these and it's part of the system as well. Most people go, I want to have a successful business. So they get a picture of money and stick it on their vision board. That's not how you do that. <laughs> You're putting on the broad dream, which is not a goal. And so this is why they can never get there. You're trying to make your dreams goals, and that's not how that's done. Mm -hmm. And so I'm breaking down those dreams into little goals that help. This is how I bought a mountain, right? This is how you get to where you're trying to go. That's awesome. And so that's where that came about. And I use it with my clients in a lot of ways, and I've seen it, it be super powerful. I'm actually developing that into a learning experience with a framework that people will be able to to do themselves. Well, as you guys can tell, Tammy's got a lot to offer. She's got a lot of processes. She can help you. She can help your business. And I'm going to give her a chance to tell you how you can find out more about the stuff here in just a sec. But right now, Tammy, I'm going to ask you my 12 closing questions that I ask every okay. guest that comes on the show. So okay. are you ready? Okay. All right. Number one, what's the best memory that immediately comes to mind for you? The best memory Probably, I really love the memory of the day I was asked to be a marketing director. That was a pivotal point in my life. Who's the number one hero in your life? Probably my grade school art teacher. What was their name? Catherine Bromwell. Oh, cool. What's the top value you subscribe to? Integrity. Who's the most important person in your life? Probably my husband. And his name? Ed. All right, Ed. What's your favorite thing in the whole world? Favorite thing in the whole world? Color. What's your favorite food? Avocado. Most beautiful place you've ever been to? Oh, my mountain. In Tennessee? Yeah. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? One word? I don't know if I could do it in one word. It's liking what you do, how you do it and liking yourself in the process. I thought you'd say passion, but okay. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guess. It's just a guess. How do you want to be remembered? 
how do I want to be remembered as inspirational? If you could go back and talk to a younger Tammy, what advice would you give her? Just trust your intuition. What's your favorite sound? Probably the river when a boat goes by and there's that gentle wave in the water. And out of all the lessons you've learned, what's the best lesson you've learned? Done is better than perfect. All right. I always say success, not perfection, right? Mm. (laughs) All right, Tammy Collins, tell everybody how to find you, where to go, and all these great things that you have to offer. Okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Tammy L. Collins and the same on LinkedIn, Tammy Lynn Collins. Of course, my website, Tammy L. Collins. And I have a special offer for your audience, which is the 50% off on my Stinger report, which is a great process of evaluating where you are. It looks at almost 350 points. And it's a really great place to benchmark what's happening in your business and where you're going and where you need to improve. Okay, awesome. uh, That's exclusive to your audience. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for doing that. On behalf of the audience, we appreciate that. And you'll have to come back in a year and tell us how the mountain's coming. I would love to do that. All right, Tammy Collins, everybody. I'll have your business and leadership lesson coming up next on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and a book that I use with all my clients. As a matter of fact, I use all of Jim Collins' books with my clients. And one of the most popular ones, and probably the best well-known one, Good to Great, developed the concept of the Stockdale Paradox after speaking with Admiral Jim Stockdale, a high-ranking U.S. military officer who had been captured and held prisoner in the Hanoi Hilton from 1968 to 1974. And despite the seven years of repeated torture, imprisonment, and uncertainty, Stockdale shared that I never, ever wavered in my absolute faith that not only would I prevail or get out of this, but I would also prevail by turning it into the defining event of my life that would make me a stronger and better person. In his conversation with Stockdale, Jim Collins asked him, who didn't make the cut? In other words, who didn't make it out of the concentration prison camp? Stockdale said, oh, it's easy. I can tell you who didn't make it out. It was the optimists. 
they were the ones who always said, we're going to be out by Christmas. Christmas would come and it would go and there would be another Christmas. And they just died of a broken heart. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. Such strong advice. Jim Collins advised leaders in his book to take this concept of brutal facts and apply it to their businesses, particularly in times of uncertainty. And one of the things that Collins said was, once we have the right people, we must confront the brutal facts. If we don't confront the brutal facts, they will surely confront us. The Stockdale paradox is the genius of the and. You must have unwavering faith and confront the brutal facts. I'm going to read to you just straight out of the book now, just a couple of paragraphs here or a couple of sentences I think are really, really powerful. The moment a leader allows himself to become the primary reality people worry about, rather than reality being the primary reality, you have a recipe for mediocrity or worse. This is one of the key reasons why less charismatic leaders often produce better long-term results than their more charismatic counterparts. Indeed, for those of you with a strong charismatic personality, it's worthwhile to consider the idea that charisma can be as much a liability as an asset. Your strength of personality can sow the seeds of problems. When people filter the brutal facts from you, you can overcome the liabilities of having charisma, but it does require conscious attention. Winston Churchill understood the liabilities of his strong personality, and he compensated for them beautifully during the Second World War. Churchill, as you know, maintained a bold and unwavering vision that Britain would not just survive, but prevail as a great nation, despite the whole world wondering not if, but when Britain would sue for peace. During the darkest days, with nearly all of Europe and North Africa under Nazi control, the United States hoping to stay out of the conflict and Hitler fighting a one-front war, he had not yet turned on Russia, Churchill said, we are resolved to destroy Hitler and every vestige of the Nazi regime. From this, nothing will turn us, nothing we will never parlay. We will never negotiate with Hitler or any of his gang. We shall fight him by land. We shall fight him by sea. We shall fight him in the air until, with God's help, we have rid the earth of his shadow. Armed with this bold vision, Churchill never failed. However, to confront the most brutal facts he feared, his towering charismatic personality might deter bad news from reaching in its darkest form. So early in the war, he created an entirely separate department outside the normal chain of command called the statistical office with the principal function of feeding him continuously updated and completely unfiltered the most brutal facts of reality. He relied heavily on this special unit throughout the war, repeatedly asking for facts just the facts. As the Nazi panzers swept across Europe, Churchill went to bed and slept soundly. I had no need for cheering dreams, he wrote. Facts are better than dreams. Now, you might be wondering, 
How do you motivate people with brutal facts? Doesn't motivation flow chiefly from a compelling vision? The answer, surprisingly, is no. Not because vision is unimportant, but because expending energy trying to motivate people is largely a waste of time. One of the dominant themes that runs through this book is that if you successfully implement its findings, you will not need to spend time and energy motivating people. If you have the right people on the bus, they will be self-motivated, which Tony comment, they all are anyway. The real question then becomes, how do you manage in such a way as to not demotivate people? And one of the single most demotivating actions you can take is to hold out false hope soon to be swept away by the reality of events. Yes, leadership is about vision, but leadership is equally about creating a climate where the truth is heard and brutal facts confronted. There's a huge difference between the opportunity to have your say and the opportunity to be heard. The good to great leaders understood this distinction, creating a culture wherein people had a tremendous opportunity to be heard and ultimately for the truth to be heard. So that's just a section out of the book, Good to Great. And you can see why I use it quite a bit with my clients and in my client businesses. I want to give you some practicality here on some of the things that Collins wrote and said. And one of the things is I want to plant the big idea in your head that great leaders deal with the brutal facts in ways that feel fair. They're only brutal when people live in denial or when they don't see it coming or when they get smacked in the face with it. For instance, there's one particular business here in the market that I live and work in where actually there were two or three of them I can think of off the top of my head where the day the business was sold is the day most employees found out about it. And they found out about it from other people outside the business in the market or they found out by memo and those brutal facts just smacked them in the face. The reality of the situation probably didn't set in. They probably walked around in shock for a couple of days just because they weren't prepared properly for the idea. Now I'm not saying that leaders need to share every confidential piece of information. There are things that you just can't share, right? But you have to be thinking about What's the best way to do this so we minimize people being shocked or demotivated or fleeing the castle, right? So how can you be sure you're properly heeding the brutal facts in your team or your organization? I have three ideas for you. Number one, exhibit personal leadership. Leaders are to lead, right? And leading is all about influence and it's all about direction. Why do we need leaders? Because we need leaders to go into the future and map out the path, then come back to the present and say, hey, everybody, we're going this way. So as you're doing that, you're going to have to come to work every single day in the kind of mood and tone that compels others to work together, to give their best performance and to grow. Even like Churchill, when things look their weakest, you have to be your strongest 
while also sharing the truth about the situation. That's why he had the statistics office set up and feed him constant information because he didn't want to give out disinformation. He wanted to give out the brutal facts with the resolve that no matter what happens, we're going to make it. We're going to win this thing together. Idea number two, demonstrate fairness. Be honest with the brutal facts, whatever they may be, and fairly give your employees the opportunity to apply their best energy to resolving core problems. You got to put your best people on your most difficult situations and problems, things that are holding you back or things that could go either way, which could determine their success or failure. So you have to be honest with those brutal facts, recognize them and tackle them head on, putting your best people in charge of it. Here's a third idea for you. Treat others with goodness. Treat others with goodness. Employees want leaders who are role modeling excellence, generosity, and positivity in all situations. And you've heard me use this phrase before. Be relentlessly positive. Be relentless about maintaining your attitude and your mindset. Guard it at all costs and keep your mindset positive no matter what negative facts are staring you in the face. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. Want to give a special thanks today, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we meet again next week on another episode, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.